this thing where I was gonna grow my hair out and then just like take it all off and donate it, but I'm getting tired of it. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't know. I I really like long hair on men. I think it looks good. <laughs> I guess it's being a California girl. You kind of you you like I don't know. You like the surfer hair look yeah. thing on guys. Like all girls here, kind of like that a little bit. Although I did have this debate at Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know exactly who they were, but they were related to some family member. <laughs> Anyways, they came over. This woman and I got to talking, and um, she was like, "Yeah, I can't stand beards on men." And I was like, "What? <laughs> I, I, ooh, I feel so opposite to you. I absolutely love beards, so I don't can't relate." They're they're nice for me, I guess. I, but yeah. then it like my mustache curls down, mm -hmm. and then it gets in my mouth when I'm eating, and I have to like. Just... Yeah, I know it's a lot of maintenance, and I know that you, if for men, it's like the idea of shaving every single day sounds like the worst thing ever. You should be good. Okay. But. So, okay, um, <laughs> let's go over your trip. You went to one of the worst places, LAX. Yeah, No, I went to Ontario Airport. Oh, you went through Ontario? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome because my mom's boyfriend, he's based in Claremont. So, mm. just spent the night there. He took us to the airport. Um, they have a Dunkin' Donuts there. So, oh, it was man. awesome. It's always a plus. <laughs> it was awesome. Um yeah, and it was very smooth. There weren't the plane wasn't full. I I flew Hawaiian Airlines, and it's, I mean, the women they pick the most gorgeous women to be, to be flight attendants on that plane, and um, so that you know it's it nice views and. It's just a lot of ocean for what four hours. Yeah, so I my my mom booked me a window because she knows I love window seat, and she actually kind of prefers the aisle, but. We got our the whole row to ourselves, but unfortunately, it was right above the... It was like the row before the emergency row, and mm. they don't have a window, and we didn't either. So it was technically I had a window seat, but there was no actual window there. You could kind of peek out through the window in front of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, typical, like, you're cramped. I'm kind of claustrophobic, so I like a lot of space, but... um. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was worse coming back, actually, wow. believe it or not, because that, so because we flew out of Ontario, we had to stop in Honolulu and then take a tiny, tiny, tiny uh, plane to Maui. Oh, you had to take like a small single? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, well, not, not a single, but the seats were two seats on each side but they were oh, okay. like extremely small and i'm pretty sure the plane based off of the the design on the seats and stuff i'm almost positive that it was like late 80s early 90s because you know those cups those um those old cups with like the teal graphic the jazz logo. graphic yeah I think it's called those jazz. wax cups that yeah yeah like that's this. the that was the, that was the whole theme of the plane. Wow, it was very interesting. I had a a car from the eighties. It was my first car. It was uh, an eighty nine Jaguar. And, oh wait, I remember that that black one, right? Yeah. And it had the the glove compartment would fold out, and it had a mirror, and the mirror wasn't like facing the passenger. It was on the like bottom of the glove compartment, so you could cut up something and you know, <laughs> stick it up your. When you're overseas. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I think the, I think the 80s were insane, insane coke era. <laughs> well, I mean, was it? It was still illegal, yeah. yeah. What did they, ecstasy was still illegal in the 80s, or legal in the 80s. Was I mean, it? Yeah. I know, th- like, quaaludes were really popular, too. Well. It's like, I really, I've been desperately wanting to, you know, do that play, or watch that Playboy Mansion whole oh. expose. I thought thing. you said you wanted someone. I was like, I know a guy, Bill Cosby. No. <laughs> I I find it fascinating a woman that would any woman that would subject themselves to living in the actual mansion. I think um, Pamela Anderson is really interesting because she's she was on the cover what like seventeen times or something. But I don't really think that she she didn't she never lived there, right? So yeah, I I think it's like a whole different experience when you you actually have to be around this like creepy old man in a robe all the time be like a sister wife pretty much yeah right? oh my god i've also been watching that show i've never i didn't it's even know that was a show it's insane yeah there's a, a show called sister wives and it's absolutely another thing that's fascinating to me like women that would be okay sharing a man that's that's I, I hey look everyone's got their thing yeah we don't kink shame here no so. we don't <laughs> But, yeah, it seems like a recipe for disaster. Anyways. I was going to ask, did you get laid uh, when you got off the plane? No, they don't lay you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching a show yesterday where they got off a plane and they just immediately just laid them. And I was like, they used to, I heard that they used to do that all, you know, last decade, well, century, actually. And um, they stopped doing that a while back. But um, it was really cool. We paid a fortune to actually get to the resort but um when we got there it was really nice because they somehow my mom thought she booked a room in the you know the high tall hotel and um it turns out that they gave us a cottage suite which is the thing a little better now yeah Yeah. I i was like i'm not mad about this at all thanks for the switch up this is great um yeah, it was great. We had like a patio that we could eat on and we'd order takeout some mm-hmm. nights and um the beach was literally like 35 feet. Was was oh. the water clear? Oh my god. I've never seen water that clear in my entire life. But then again, I haven't been to that many tropical places, I think. So Did you ever go to Brazil? I thought you went to Brazil. Well, okay. So when we went to Rio, mm-hmm. it was in November, and it was still, like, I, yes, that's technically their summer, but it's really, really, really cloudy. It was super cloudy the entire time we were there, so yeah. I don't really feel like I got the full beach experience. I hear Rio's amazing, though, like, middle of summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so for them, like, what, like, September? Probably January oh, no, would sorry. be, like... <laughs> like September's perfect here. Wait, it, would it be September? I don't... Wait, how did their seasons go? They're opposite of us, right? Like, their so summer is our winter. So, yeah, January would be the other Yeah, August. I think... Well, oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't know this, but the we picked the perfect time. My birthday just happened to fall around the perfect time mm-hmm. to go to Hawaii because um, it was whale season. So, we went whale watching and I saw so many. There were, like, little babies jumping out out of the water and... It was incredible. And then when you stick your head underneath, you can hear... The whales? You can hear them. You can hear them doing their whale talk. It's insane. It reminds me of Finding Nemo. Yeah. 
<laughs> my friends like can you uh describe the way they sounded i was like not without sounding really weird i was gonna ask do you want to put your feet up because i can move this thing for the ottoman if you um no i'm good i'm good oh yeah it was great did it, did it rain um it no so it's supposed to rain in hawaii i guess all the time but it's really dry yeah. on the island i think they're having a serious drought issue they're surrounded by water <laughs> i know i know in the middle of the ocean too but i guess Kauai is the wettest island they mm. get like the most rain out of actually anywhere in the world i think oh, wow. i'm almost positive um <clears throat> yeah but it was like i said the pork was amazing <laughs> the tuna i had like ahi now we went to a really nice birthday dinner. Did you do touristy things or was it just relaxation <sighs> for the most part? It was half and half. We walked down to uh, Lahaina, which is kind of this old town. Well, it was at one point like an old town shopping mm-hmm. thing. And now it's extremely touristy. I wasn't expecting that. Um, but we picked up some souvenirs and stuff. It was, it was cool. Um but no, I laid on the beach for you the majority of the time. They had a, a bar. So it was like our resort had a, its own bar and area and like own beachfront. So I would just, you know, order margaritas, my ties. <laughs> I've been wanting to do like a tropical vacation, but I can't win with uh, the old lady. Oh, so. you got. So do do I need to talk to her? I can convince her. You, you, she wants to go to Hawaii, but it's just a matter of when. Yeah. It's just like, well, I'll tell you, February is the best month. If you guys plan next year, I would definitely recommend this month because you. Um, that's when all the whales come in. They leave in in April to go up, back up to Alaska. So. I'm just terrified of flying. I oh, you it. are. Yeah. Okay, so then you would want to take a really large sleeping pill and probably fly Hawaiian. <laughs> probably. I, I remember doing um, from here to England, it's just straight shot, no connecting flights, and I didn't fall asleep at all on the plane. Oh, and God. everyone else was around, like, just sleeping, and I was like, okay, everyone, if we're going down, no one's going to wake up, and I'm going to be the only one knowing that we're going to die and mm-hmm. flying over I could never. Canada. I'm... I've never been to Europe, and I can't imagine. I just, I, the idea of that flight is just so overwhelming for me. I mean, I can barely sit for six hours. Like, I hate flying to the East Coast. It's my least favorite flight. (laughs) But once you're in Europe, it's a breeze. Going from place to place is easy. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I just never wanted to go alone. I always see, I always viewed Europe as my romantic place. Like, the place I would want to go with a partner. But I never had a partner that ever wanted to go with me. So I never went. And I guess I should have just been, you know, that single person that, you know, drudges through all the cities like and mountains that. by themselves, backpacking and hosteling their way through. But <laughs> it's just not my style. I kind of, I want to like be naked with someone I love in the south of France, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I would recommend it. But, but don't go through like a travel agency. Just book it yourself. Yeah. I walked everywhere. I didn't take any taxis. I hate tours. Like, Hmm. I hate being with other groups of people. I remember taking a tour in Seattle, like a food tour. Uh (laughs) It was, oh my God, I just, 
I told my, I went with my mom. I told her the entire time. I, I was whispering. I'm like, I hate these people that we're with. They're awful. They're so boring. <laughs> I, I don't like being in groups of people either, like tours. I went, I did one for the Vatican, and my tour guide was named Luigi. Really random, like super stereotypical Italian. That's I was cool. like, okay, try not to laugh. <laughs> Dude spoke every language. He had Portuguese people, Spanish, and even uh, Japanese people. And he would speak every language. And I was like mesmerized. Mm-hmm. And I was more like entertained by him than the Vatican. I was like, okay. It's like, <laughs> just like seeing him get excited. Yeah, I think immersing yourself in local culture and what they're up to and how they are is the best part of traveling in my opinion i mean that it's all encompassing like the food Mm -hmm. the people the sites yeah it's it's great i always try to talk to locals i it was kind of hard to like escape the touristy thing Mm because we were on we picked a resort location we were in kanapali so Mm -hmm. um yeah we i actually oh man i have a story for you i talked to a couple from pittsburgh (laughs) okay so (laughs) they take vacations like every year they're this like really adorable kind of like late boomer couple and they're they left their kids at home in like freezing weather (laughs) in the middle of pittsburgh winter anyways they were telling me that they took this like really famous cruise um it was a i think it was a what was it a carnival cruise and it was in like 1999 or 2000 i believe i forget the year and um the engine was on fire (laughs) and so they were tilted the whole ship was tilted at a 45 degree angle um there was sewage draining in all of the rooms a lot of people had to move all their stuff and everything onto the deck and like sleep out there not to mention the crew had closed all the bars and food, so they were given, like, they were rationed these, like, sourdough tomato sandwiches for, like, three days. There were other ships um, circling around them. I think they were in the Bahamas, like, trying to help them and stuff. They said it was terrifying. They, they sent out an, an email, because this is back in 1990. <laughs> They did a com- one computer on the ship. They waited forever to send out this email to their family, like, please help us, SOS. And um, it turns out that, like, two weeks later, their family received didn't re- ever receive that email, but received another email that said, oh, we're going to be a little late. <laughs> we'll, be- <laughs> we'll see you soon. Miss you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> From, like, one they previously sent? Um, No, it was... It was a cover-up. So, like, wow. that's... Yes. It was a huge thing. So, as the ship was burning, the crew members were told, they were instructed by Carnival Cruises to paint over the charred parts of the boat to cover up the damage that was being done done to the ship. Yeah. Gnarly. Gnarly. And get this. the The best part of this whole story is that they weren't offered any compensation, obviously, because they tried to sue, but they couldn't because it's based in like Li- the company is based in Liberia and they have some sort of loophole. I, I don't know why, but I guess because technically they don't do direct uh, business with the states or something like that. Something, yeah. something like that. And so they were offered they were compensated that 
cruise and they were offered another cruise and they took it. I wouldn't have done on it. On the same cruise line. I'm like, I told them, I was like, I don't know if you guys are just like ballsy as hell or really dumb. But it was crazy. When they told me that story, I was shocked. I was like, God damn, I never want to go to Pittsburgh because <laughs> if that's like what you will do to escape a winter there. No, thank you. No. My cousin, two of my cousins lived in Pittsburgh. So they absolutely hated it. They said that the people aren't friendly. Oh, it's I just hate that. Uh, I hate which, that. I mean, welcome back to LA. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but um, have you ever been on a cruise? I've never. Don't my, do it. My mom's been on a few, and she's had good experiences. Like she went, she did Cabo, she did um. Oh, God, her Haiti cruise, though, she was, like, really upset after she came back. Because you basically, you're, you're cruising by these people that are on shore holding signs saying, we're starving. Please give us something. That's, that's a, yeah. a dud. Yeah. I heard that's the same thing when you go to Jamaica. Like, you get to the airport. Yeah. Airport's beautiful. Yeah. Driving to your resort is a nightmare. Yeah. So... I, don't know. I I will never do a cruise because I've seen the people that go on the cruises. <laughs> when I worked at the recorder's office, uh, you know, distributing out birth certificates, there was like a certain rule. Some years you couldn't get it because social security numbers are on there and, you know, you have to redact them. And they'd be like, but I'm going to miss my cruise. Every time someone would get upset, I'm going to miss my cruise. I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't, shouldn't have gone on a boat, bro. Take a car, fly somewhere. <laughs> but... <laughs> it's a nightmare. Those kind of people I would not want to be on a boat with. Well, yeah, I mean, it. It. I guess it does attract the type of person that wants everything, everything at their fingertips. That because, is true. Because you, I want to lay by the pool. I want to play bingo. I want to. I want to go eat my way through the buffet. I mean, it. It. it yeah, it's a little gross. It's kind of like the 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 ugly American. I would say. You know, that's. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a nice way to put it yeah actually. i've had that i've kind of had that thought although you know i'm not i never want to deny myself of something like if there's like a cool opportunity or mm -hmm. whatnot but yeah cruise is not my first i it's there's no independence like where you there's only so so much you can do and so many places you can go you, you on can a go cruise. to the bottom of the deck top <laughs> West, south. Yeah, exactly. It. It's like if you just want to be a like a vegetable, then sure. Um, I'm going to San Francisco on the, the end of the month. I'm going to San Jose, then going to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I'm not staying in San Francisco. I know better. <laughs> and uh, my girlfriend's really excited, and I go, "Don't get too excited. <laughs> it's um, it's not what it used to be." No. I don't know when. Uh, have you? Been, yeah, you been? I. I went to uh, San Fran in 2015. So, yeah, I think I, <laughs> I that's a that's an interesting place, and I will say it's it's the people. The people are yeah. very very strange. First of all, I've never seen so many homosexual hot men in my entire life. Like it's yeah. it. If you're gay, go there because there are some beautiful gay men there. Um, I'm sure lesbians as well, but I didn't see any. No. Um, it's most I only saw gay guys. Yeah, really, for the most part. yeah, and um, I oh god, that sourdough place. What is that sourdough place? Bowdens. Yeah, that. Oh my god. 
That's like, the best place. I love sourdough bread so much. There's one in Costa Mesa if you ever want to go to there it. There is? Yeah, if you no. ever want to make the hour and a half drive. No. No. I Yeah, no, Costa Mesa is way too far. Um, So, yeah, no, when I was there, it was interesting because I kind of got to explore the city on my own. And, mm. you know, I did a lot of bar hopping because this was in, what, like my early to mid-20s. And... um. This isn't the first time, but I actually got propositioned by a couple to go home with them. So that was a really, really, really interesting thing. Um, it's always weird when you get approached by a guy and you're like, uh, who's the girl you came here with? Like, does she know what's going on? Did you take the, the offer? No, no. I've been, no, I mean, like, I don't know what it is about me. I don't know what vibes I'm, I give off. I don't really care either way, but um, that's definitely not the first time and probably won't be the last time that I've been offered. Um, it's always either like older couples or um, middle-aged couples that are of different race and they want to oh. just like, I guess, have white company. Throw, throw in some vanilla. <laughs> exactly. When I was working at Victoria's Secret, I had some guy ask me, really? like, hey, do you want to, you want to, you know, meet my wife? why who is she is she important yeah i was like no do you want to like meet my wife i was like and little 18 year old me no i'm good <laughs> it's it's always like it's it's really funny because you know i would i guess i would call myself a serial monogamist mm. I, but i you know i'm i don't like i said i don't kink shame and i i but it's weird because I I don't think that way. Mm. I would never like get into a relationship with someone and be like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see them with someone else. That's so hot. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, yeah, uh, yeah I want to see someone else wear my boxers. I'm like, no, it's kind of mm. I'm okay. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, whatever, whatever people want to do. <laughs> I remember when I went to San Francisco and there was something called the Folsom Street Fair. Mm-hmm. And I went, and I was like, sounds nice. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, it's not my cup of tea. Like, oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> a lot of leather daddies, if anyone's familiar with what a leather daddy is. Well, I know, I know um, SF is, like, also the capital of, um, like, people swapping, partner swapping, mm-hmm. I guess. And um, I was watching this, like, kind of inner – it was an interview with a bunch of people that are either nudists or they're nudists and they do the whole wife swapping thing and it was really interesting it was like that there's some parts of san francisco where that that's really prevalent but also miami believe it or not because you know you got the beach and you know you don't have to wear clothes there it's all nice even the homeless people look sexy yeah exactly exactly i've had that happen before actually i saw a homeless guy and i was like dang if he had a shower he'd be really cute I'll tell you a story about my ex-girlfriend. She was working at Victoria's Secret with me at the mm-hmm. time. And some dude who, uh, you remember the, the dude that stormed the Capitol with like the little rabbit? Yes. yes. He yes. looked exactly, it might be even the same guy. Oh, His no. name was Neil. Um, he had like this fur vest on, no shirt, <laughs> and like a scepter with a crystal at oh, the end. No. <laughs> and he like approached her and me and her were broken up. I was like, you do your thing. You're like, I'm not worried about you. He came up and he approached her and said, you want to hang out after work? And like, she's like, oh yeah, she was, I don't know, down for whatever. This is where I went up to her and I was like, hey, 
Just saying, probably not a good idea. The dude lived in the arboretum. No. Yeah. And she was in the arboretum with him until like 3.30 in the morning. Oh, I can't breathe. So I don't know where he's at, right? So then me and and my ex-girlfriend, we're still still friendly. We're still friends. I invited her to my birthday party, and she had this new guy named Chris Martin that she was dating Mm -hmm. and looked exactly like the dude from Coldplay. And I was like, that doesn't make sense, but okay. And so I was talking to the guy. He was real nice, real sweet guy. I was like, you know. Watch out for this. She's got a tardiness problem. And uh, the dude just swings by around the corner. And she, like, panics and says, we got to go. We got to go. And I was <laughs> like, and he had, like, these, like, little crystals that he would get, like, soda tabs mm-hmm. and, like, wrap around the crystals. And then he would, like, give them to girls. And then he would lure them into the arboretum and cast oh, whatever kind of spell. God. But, yeah, dude lived in the arboretum. I don't know if they ever found him. That's so crazy. I I had a boyfriend at, in like like early 2010s and he and I we would all cuz we didn't ever want to pay. We were like poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, barely working at that time and we never wanted to pay to do anything. So we we had a spot. There was like a a break in the fence and we would just literally go through them <laughs> not not pay to go to the arboretum and we'd hang out there and like you know have fun all day but n- we didn't live there so yeah. i'm just wondering where he lived though like... yeah it maybe behind there's you know that kind of area where there's the gift shop and everything and i was thinking more like a peacock nest and he would like <laughs> nuzzle up with them at night because those peacock nests are huge they're massive <laughs> But are they up high? I thought they, I thought they roosted on, because you know when I was staying in like Pasadena, unincorporated area, they would come by and they would just chill on the roof. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've seen one fly and that was like mesmerizing to me because I didn't know they flew. Yeah, I didn't know they flew, but they don't fly far. Yeah. And God, those poor peahens, they're so ugly. <laughs> it's so sad. It's like, why does dude ha- gotta have all the fancy doodads? And this poor peahen, she just looks like the saddest, like, chicken thing. <laughs> like, like something that you'd eat. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I like how the table's turned right there. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, well, so. some birds do a dance. Some some birds just have bright colors. I don't know. Did you see those birds in Mexico? They just all just flew into the ground and no. killed themselves. No, but I did hear about it, and I I don't know what is that. What I was reading is that the the likely explanation was that they were being chased by another predator, and then they all did like a swan dive and just ended it. And I was like, oh, well, five G's just rolled out in Mexico, so who knows? That's so interesting. I don't know. It's, it makes you wonder about self-preservation among all species, you mm-hmm. know, whether do animals have that mechanism of like, okay, hit nuke button to escape even worse situation of being eaten alive. I don't know. It's Maybe. kind of weird. It's like, I'm going to do, well, life is about risk. I'm going to do a riskier thing to escape this risk. Like possums just roll over and just pretend to be dead. Yeah, that's why I love possums. (laughs) My dad, actually, he's he's kind of like the cat whisperer. And he's got three cats that he actually, you know, are his pets. But Mm -hmm. he takes care of all the strays. And um, 
raccoons and possums started coming and like eating, you know, some of the cat food he'd leave out for the stray cats. And he, you know, he doesn't mind. He just invites them in. They walk into the kitchen. They hang out with him. <laughs> yes, it's crazy. He just lets them. He's like, I'm, I was like, Dad, you're so nice. Just, you know. I heard possums are like the cleanest animals, though. Are they? Mm-hmm. They're like giant rats. Right. But they're, they're super <laughs> but they, cleanly. Yeah, well, I, I heard it's just because they don't have rabies, right? Also, they're like constantly grooming themselves. Oh. But I've seen some dirty, like, muddy possums. I would yeah I wouldn't say that they're the cleanest. Probably the cleanest disease-free animal. Yeah, probably. I, raccoons are really cute because they always have to wash their hands. They do that in like they <laughs> the, do that at his house with the with the um he'll leave water out for the cats and the raccoons will go and just like wash their nasty hands in the the cat water. It's really cute. Have you ever seen a raccoon during the day? Mm-hmm. Most terrifying thing. No. It's- I was walking back from back to when I lived on Shamrock (laughs) and I just saw one whip around the corner and just stare at me and I I was always told like if you see a a raccoon during the day they got rabies to just start running (laughs) and I just dropped my potato balls and I took (laughs) off I was like (laughs) oh oh god I haven't had a potato ball in a long time (laughs) that sounds good it's changed it has (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. I'm gonna edit it out I still love them, but this is a revolving door. Of, my ex-boyfriend like, got banned from there. For what? Because he was defending my honor. <laughs> so there was this girl. There's this. I don't. I don't want to say her name or anything. But there was this girl, and she like lives. I don't know where she lives. I like Pasadena or something. She's my age. She worked. She works a lot. She worked a lot at a lot of the different restaurants down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's working at said place. Said place. And um, I would come in and I would like, you know, get do my thing or whatever. And she developed this like animosity for me. And I didn't understand where it was coming from until one time we were all sitting down and she was like, she was like, oh, so I, I showed my surgeon a picture of your nose. And I was like, what? It's <laughs> like, yeah, um, you have like the nose that I want. And <laughs> she got it job she got a whole freaking nose job and then started talking smack about like i guess my nose she got my nose and then we have the same nose (laughs) it's it's not the same the surgeon did (laughs) but no she was she used my face as a reference point and then i'm like then why do you hate me jealousy is a weird thing i don't quite understand but anyways she was like stalking my social media and my boy my boyfriend at the time was in there one day and she was like telling all of the co-workers and stuff she's like look she's such a slut look at her social media look she's in you can tell she's like wearing underwear in this post or whatever well don't all people wear yeah, underwear? yeah well no i'm in like a look she's so slutty i mean my slutty is like so freaking modest like, I, you know, I wouldn't even classify myself in the slut category. <laughs> but anyways. It goes you, nuns, and then Yeah, no, star. seriously. I got called a nun in high school, like, all the time. So, it's true. I was a really late bloomer, okay? Um, so, yeah, he was, like, he, like, roasted her and was, like, jealousy is, like, a, you know, a really terrible thing. And look at what it's turned you into and all this stuff. So she 
the the guys, the manager, the owner saw everything, saw this whole blowout, and like banned him instead of like firing her for tr- mistreating customers. She eventually got fired or left or quit or something. But if, dude, you don't take the side. You take the side of your customer. You don't take the side. <laughs> well, that happens. The customer's always right, right? Yeah, seriously. Uh-huh. Well, you know this. It's not the first time I've been called every name in the book <laughs> doesn't matter you ever see that movie single white female Mm-mm. it's kind of that reminded really? me of like face off and single white female like merging into one yeah it's like huh yeah she... i don't it's interesting when people have this like vision of what you are because you don't view yourself like that mm-hmm. i like i would never categorize myself as like oh she's a white girl and she has freckles and she's got you know a cute little button nose and all this stuff but like other people have said shit like that to me and i'm like uh i would be i would be complimented about you know someone taking my nose (laughs) and then are you gonna tattoo like the beauty marks i think she i don't know what that was like is that a is that a kind of a microaggression like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna like make you uncomfortable or i'm gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you that like look i can achieve what you already have or something like something to that effect which competition among females is really interesting to me because i don't have a jealous bone in my body when I don't want to hang out with a girl, it's not because I'm jealous of her. It's because I don't like her. It's just because like, I don't want to deal with her shit. Right? Just remove yourself from the equation. Exactly. I'm telling you, watch that single white female movie. Okay. It's from the 90s. And basically, the girl moves in with another girl and she tries to become her and then tries to get rid of her. It's like, ooh. And if you like cats, probably fast forward. It sounds like a psychological thriller. Oh, it is. I love it. It is crazy. <laughs> It's kind of like you remember Swim Fan? Yes. Oh kinda, my god. Kind of like that, but take Josh Hartnett out of the equation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was a good movie yeah, too. Yeah, it was. I remember seeing that movie as like, what was I like, eleven or something? Yeah, I think I was in middle school. When yeah. It yeah, and I'm like, I shouldn't be watching this. This is really risque for my. <laughs> I remember thinking that at that age. It's really, woof. Whatever happened to Josh Hartnett? Is that who that guy is? <laughs> Wasn't is it? it? No, 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 no. It's the guy from... Um... It wasn't James Vanderbeek. No, no, no. Is it Josh Hartnett? I, Shoot, I, I forget his like name. A, let me see. Let me Google The it. guy from um, Bring It On, isn't it? Oh, I'm an idiot. It's not Josh Hartnett. It's uh, Jesse Bradford. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that guy. I remember thinking he was really cute back in the day. He was crush worthy. James Vanderbeek, on the other hand, not so much. Don't have a thing for blondes. <laughs> I'm thinking of a different movie with Josh Hart. It was called Wicker Park. Kind of the same thing almost. But it was in Chicago. Wicker Park. That sounds so familiar. I, You know, I honestly, I wish I was more of a movie person. But I kind of, I just, I have to, it's hard for me to like sit down and watch something for two hours. Well, this is kind of weird because you're an only child too, right? Yes. And I, that was my like escape, like, just <laughs> movies. So I was like, uh. so I was a big movie buff, but I can't stand to just sit down and watch a movie anymore. I I would put MTV on like all those music videos and stuff. That was my thing. I would just you know play do my hair, or, you know learn learn makeup, you know girl stuff. Do, this, do my uh, nails. Say what karaoke? 
I love to sing and I love to learn all the choreography of all the dances. I knew all the Britney Spears moves. I mean, she was great. She peaked for sure, but she was great. Did you ever, uh, were you familiar with Darren's dance moves on VHS? Mm -hmm. That sounds kind of familiar. (laughs) The guy that did the choreography released a VHS tape of all the dances for like Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. Oh, no way. Yeah. And from my ninth birthday i got it and i was like <laughs> all right so i learned all the dances that's so cute and i was like a, a momo just dancing in my rooms so our whole thing was um i lived kind of my dad's house was like a it was kind of a cul-de-sac and we all the kids would play together and um i got this vhs tape of michael jackson's thriller mm-hmm. and so we all learned it we learned all of the thriller moves and that <laughs> we we dance for our parents or something they were like yeah we already lived through this <laughs> but we thought it was the coolest thing ever like oh we discovered michael jackson thriller i get do you ever like think back of those things and just cringe and a little bit go, yeah a little bit but then also i have i think like wow i was so cool i was so ahead of my time you know i really was a trend center you know i was listening to alanis morissette and jewel and i was only eight years old and yeah. now look at how popular, you know, they've become. I I think back at a lot of things in my childhood and I just like, just. <laughs> and then no, I see you kids focus do on the good. Push that all back. Repress it. <laughs> repress it. <laughs> and I'll see kids do some similar weird stuff. Oh, yeah. And I get like secondhand embarrassment for them. I'm like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. like I saw some girl doing TikTok dances, right? Yeah. In the parking lot of like just walking <laughs> with her parents. And she had f- headphones on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, maybe she's just grooving. I'm not going to not say anything. And then it had a cable attached. <laughs> and the cable was not attached to anything. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What's, what? Why? Yeah. I But I remember just spazzing out and doing weird stuff in JCPenney's while I waited for my mom to finish shopping. You had to. I mean, God. I, yeah. Waiting for parents to shop was literally hell. <laughs> then if they ran into somebody they knew. Oh, I remember my mom running into an ex-boyfriend and I hid in a clothing rack because I didn't want to see him so badly. I was like, oh, God, this is so I knew how awkward it was at seven years old. I I wish I had the camera on. I was going to plan to record it. It was like anytime someone coughs at work, like everyone just... Do you think? Thank you. But that's our, our thing at work. When someone coughs, everyone just turns and looks and stares. And yeah. Makes them my, my favorite thing used to be in public. And when someone coughs, I go, COVID! <laughs> you know the, um, you know how they're lifting like the mask mandates? Mm-hmm. And, uh. Do I believe this? I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I'm going to Orange County tonight. So I'm going to see what it's. Orange like, County hasn't had masks for, like, this entire time. It was like, hey, if you can, if you could, that'd yeah. be nice. But. Yeah, but no, I... Okay, this is going to sound terrible, but, like, I dated all throughout the pandemic, and it wasn't... I would go to Orange County and go on dates, and it wasn't bad at all. Like, I didn't have to put any... I call it a muzzle, because that's what it, it feels like to me. Because I'm so vocal, I'm a... I'm a talker. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels like, because I, you know, it really, it, all of this is going to be really weird. It's going to pan out really weird because this whole, 
our generation we've never had this and then the younger generation is gonna feel like that's kind of the norm yeah and it's not it creates a barrier i was gonna i had this theory like you know uh like kids that watch like scooby-doo and they have like a, a they they see like daphne and and they get this fetish for like redheads because they grew up watching that mm-hmm. i wonder if these like masks are going to be fetishized by like adults in 20 years i think they already were i have a theory that they already were i want to hear this theory. oh okay well okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean th- th- like it's kind of well yes okay you have like your steampunky kind of people that yeah. are into that um, but I think that it is fetishized because I think um, we have such a China has such a huge influence on us, and for a long time, social media. I mean, I remember opening up Snapchat maybe like eight, nine years ago when I actually had a Snapchat, and what was the first filter? It the, was a mask, the little mask, the with mask the with the animal on it. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. And so I already feel like that has been integrated into their culture, and now they're trying to integrate it into ours because. They ha- they have their own separate problems over there. You know, they have serious uh, smog and a lot of health issues arise from mm-hmm. that. So I, I totally understand why that's a common thing for them. But for us, I mean, we're Americans. We're very just curmudgeon and we want... And also, like, we want our freedoms. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with either one in a yeah. lot of ways. But I would argue that... I think it's only the elite at this point that are trying to fetishize it. And mm-hmm. I think everyday Americans are just like, we're so over this. I mean, honestly, to bring up Texas again, I mean, I know everyone has their issues with Texas, but <laughs> like, I 100% believe like they did the right thing by not buckling down. As soon as people were like, no, we, we feel like we can make our own health decisions. Like mm-hmm. if we're sick, we'll stay home. If you know, yeah. those kinds of things. I think it's like putting trust back in the people and not just letting, you know, a tiny group of people control everything. Uh, I don't know. And also, what about the, you know, the implication of the implications of like health, you know, our mm. our mental health, our Yeah. Uh, pe- there's suicide rates have gone they've skyrocketed um people's mental health in the toilet. There's no one to talk to because we're not connected anymore. Social media further divides us. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. Like, how often do we have... We have probably more internet interaction with others and phone interaction than we do real Mm -hmm. life interaction. And that's... Well, it's sad for me because I feel like we're (laughs) the last generation that really, like, got outside and played in dirt and had the pre-cell phone sort of obsession that we currently have right now i mean if i could go off grid i would but i gotta get hardier (laughs) (laughs) i um i noticed something when we were kids and you got your christmas presents at christmas morning you'd go outside and play with them you Mm -hmm. got your bike basketball whatever it was i don't see kids out on christmas morning anywhere no it's really it's sad it's really sad it's um it's interesting because it's like how how is our generation how are we going to relate to the next you Mm -hmm. know we try to relate to what xers because they're 
right before us. Yeah. And how are we going to relate to Gen Z? We don't really have much in common other than this whole technology thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm terrified of being taken care of people that like don't know how to have really you know nice vulnerable intimate conversations with other people because they they didn't have those sort of interactions they had very superficial interactions so it's it's i i had a conversation with someone who's gen z Mm -hmm. and they the lack of empathy Mm -hmm. was kind of concerning yes yeah because um the there was someone in the family who was on life support and they had a dog and you know um they were trying to find a home for the dog. And I, I put it out like a little thing like, hey, this dog needs a new home if anyone's interested. And um, so the person asked, well, what's wrong? And they, I said, oh, well, the owner's sick and and, and uh, we need to rehome the dog uh, before, you know, life support gets pulled. And then they said, why do I want a dog with that's like on life support? And I go, well, first of all, you kind of, why would we give you a dog on life support? But okay. <laughs> And then I said, no, it's the owner that's on life support, mm-hmm. not the dog. And they go, oh, LOL. I was like. What? I was like, huh. Okay. Oh, God. That's so, terrifying. I don't know. Like, for me, I feel like like there's a lot of more sympathy for. How do I say this without getting canceled? Like, if it's us versus them, and then we have sympathy for this group of people, but not for this group of yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes both ways. Yes. Different yeah. directions. But, yeah. like, their lack of empathy for anyone else other than their beliefs are kind of jarring. I mean, I will say, like, everyone shits on millennials, but I will say one thing. I think that we are incredibly empathetic. I've seen a lot of empathy in my age group. A lot of people that... Mm had hard childhoods or you know had to go through difficult times or just maybe they didn't start off with a lot of empathy but the current you know the last 10 years have really pushed that into yeah. them and um <clears throat> yeah it's a little it's it's a little jarring i i feel that way too i've had a few interactions and i mean my you know my youngest cousin she's what 6 years younger than me and even her and I, like, it's, a, it, I, I relate to her so much better as an adult now that she's an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, you know, you, you try to bridge the gap and sometimes it's like, okay, well, it's just, we got too many different experiences. But then yeah. again, I'm the black sheep in the family. So that could be <laughs> it. <laughs> could totally be it. <laughs> Me too. But I I don't know. I don't have anything in common with anyone who's 20. I just <laughs> Neither don't. do I. Like, oh, my God. I was having this conversation with a friend. Uh, he asked me, he's like, would you ever date anyone younger? And I was like, why would I? <laughs> yeah. Why Why would I do that to myself? And and that's, that's I'm sure there are lovely men at that are 25, 26 right now. But do I have anything in common with them? No. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, it, it, well, it's because I I knew someone who only dated younger guys, and I feel like the only reason why she did that was because of trauma, and that's fine. I mean, like, whatever makes you feel comfortable. But <clears throat> I would never want to only hone in on like one specific aspect of a person, just out of my own like insecurities or like the kind of power play. Because there is a power play yeah. that happens when you have that kind of age gap. Um, I know I dated someone 21 years older than me. What? Yes. (laughs) 
Yes, for on and off for like four years. And it was, it, it, cre- it creates its own problems when you are that far apart because you, A, you didn't grow up in the same generation. Right. And you have different interests and also different responsibilities. He had a child. I do not. So I also couldn't really relate to that. And mm-hmm. I tried to. I tried so hard to relate to it. But um, it's really interesting not having children. And then you look at someone and you're like, God, I would have done that so much better. <laughs> How old was their kid? Um, I want to say... When we first started dating, 13, I think. So, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was difficult. It was mm. really, and then, you you know, you have an ex-wife thrown into the mix and, a, and this and that. And it's like, I swore after that, I was like, I'm never dating anyone with kids ever again. I, I just, I seriously, I have so much respect for people that take on others' children. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, that's... That is so incredible. If you can be a step parent and you do it well and you show that child love and then they have like three amazing parents that love them so much. And they film those TikTok videos where you want an adult adopt me and then they <laughs> make you cry and you're like, oh, like this is too early. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I didn't have that. I'm a little bit traumatized from my childhood because I had a step parent that really resented me and hated my presence Mm -hmm. and made it very apparent that there was some competitive aspect between her and I in affection for my father. And it's, it's, it's so, which now that I have an adult perspective of all of it, it's so interesting because, um, you know, like, well, of course my dad loves me the most, right? <laughs> you know? Like, of course, like, we have, like, a, a bond. We're blood. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't just, like, rip that away from someone. I've, I've seen, I've seen some situations where the parent takes the spouse's position over their own kid. Yes, yeah. And I, and, like, there were some decisions made, I think, that where I felt that way as a child. But now that I'm older, it's like, you, I think there's... A level of maturity that I think I hope everyone reaches where you stop blaming your parents and you start seeing them as flawed individuals that were yeah. just trying to do something with their <laughs> with their life just trying just trying to get by um and I'm talking about relatively normal parents I'm not talking about people with like serious mental health issues like personality disorders and whatnot because that's a whole different ballpark that's a whole th- other thing i'm just talking about if you just have parents that see things differently than you and it's really easy to sit back and be like oh i would have done that different oh like that's stupid like why are they doing that but um once again there's that you know empathy and that compassion that you got to have for for people you know just trying to get through life yeah I don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to date anyone younger than me. I'm just yeah, saying. no, no. Unless they were poor. It's like, then we had that in common. We were both grew up poor. We were just hitting the fence with a stick. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's, I mean, I think I can see why men date younger, obviously. I mean, you know, you, you want to feel like you can, I guess, have someone that kind of looks up to you. There's that aspect of uh-huh. it. Um, but I do not get the whole women wanting to date because 
are, I already feel like women have a different maturity when they're at the same age as a guy. They're more mature. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it right out. <laughs> yeah, no. I And that's what happened to me. I dated a girl who was 18 and I was 18 and she was way more mature than me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too, is it's like I... I I've always dated older and that's like a pattern that I definitely have. And I, I, I realized, okay, 20 years, that's way too old, (laughs) but but I, you know, I reeled it back in and, and I realized, you know, okay, I can date someone within the four year range. That's a Mm -hmm. good, like we have enough in common where, you know, on the same trajectory, hopefully you you could talk about Friday nights at Blockbuster. Oh, I miss those days. <laughs> where you grew up, uh, where you're at right now, did you always grow up there? In, in... Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, uh, um, so the Blockbuster was just right oh there. Oh, my God. I walked every Friday night, and I remember I used to go and crush on the guy that worked there. <laughs> I was like nine or something, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's so cute. He must make such good money. He works at Blockbuster. <laughs> face teenage kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, you know, he, he was part of, like, it's funny because as a kid, you kind of, like, sensationalize everything. And he was part of, like, the whole thing. Like, oh, I have a crush on him. Just like the girl in the movie that has a crush on this guy. And, yeah, I was a really late bloomer. A lot <laughs> of, like, my ideas of relationships was just pure fantasy. While all those other 12-year-olds were, like, making out behind the shed, I was busy... <laughs> playing with you know my guy friends maybe doing some basketball you know? I... so sad and i think and not not to to you know cut off what you're saying but i think growing up as an only child yeah you're automatically a late bloomer yeah oh my gosh that's so true because i had like the latest bloom and i was like what is going on yeah when things were going on i was like is this okay I, I remember, like, actually pushing guys away at school dances when I was 11 or 12. Like, I would say something so that they'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't want to dance with her. I would I had that, like, internal major conflict of, like, okay, I know I'm supposed to like you, but I don't. I don't li- – I didn't like anyone my age. I was always, like, really, like, God, I wish I could date a guy who was 16 or 17, you know? You don't want to feel a – prepubescent boner while dancing to freak a leak with pd pablo <laughs> okay not to mention like i said on our last little talk i <laughs> i cannot believe how nasty those all all boys school dances were and yeah that's a turnoff i don't really want to see some guy grinding on another girl and then be like will you please dance with me after <laughs> you gotta save some room for jesus yes exactly exactly leave room for jesus we didn't have nuns, but we we had the shame part. Of the shame. <laughs> we had the the true Catholic guilt and shame. That That's always the best. Yeah, it is. Like, uh, that always made me kind of like second guess things I did. I was like, okay. <laughs> so like growing up, I didn't watch porn at all. Mm-hmm. Like as a teenager, I did not go on like no naughty sites or anything. I was like, okay, the the shame filled in. Yeah. And so when when it finally came down to you know yeah doing things. It was the first time I ever did anything like that. I was shocked. I was, yeah. like, terrified. Yeah. And this girl was, like, known as, you know, the school sleaze, unfortunately. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'll do it. She broke up with me, and then she felt bad for breaking up with me. Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry we didn't do it before we, you know. And I was like, no, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's perfectly yeah. fine. 
And then just the Catholic shame just made me stop doing dumb things. Yeah. No, I was, I was, so when I was ready, I was finally ready. Mm -hmm. And my, um, it was when I hit 17 and I was, uh, I had my first boyfriend ever and he was like four years older than me. So he had his own place Mm -hmm. and yes, we were, we were going against the law because I was 17 and my parents were not happy at all. And I feel terrible for all the things I said to them during that age. Oh God, I threatened to like leave and run away with him and all this stuff. You want me to cut this out? No, (laughs) you're good. (laughs) My mom, I apologize for being a shithead to my mom like a few years ago. And she goes, "Ah, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. But I, when I, but it's, I think it's like really important Anyone who's watching this, like, if you, whether you're, you know, you're virgin or not, I think, I know, I think that it's, you, you just know, you know when you're like, okay, I'm mature enough to Mm -hmm. handle this. And it's really important to, like, take that internal cue and be very serious with yourself. And that's in any relationship, like, whether you've done stuff in the past or not, I think, like. One thing I really had to learn was to, like, not jam everything into third gear and mm. sort of take relationships a lot slower and get to know people because people present themselves in a completely different light yeah. often than what they actually are when you really get to know them and life tests you. And, yeah, I, <laughs> I've had a lot of, like, oops. I don't. What is wait, what does Joe Rogan call that? Post nut syndrome. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is true. That is it's a real a, thing. It's real for me. <laughs> I'm like, a woman. I was like, what, I, when I heard him say that, I was like, I relate to this. I think like, everyone has that. Oh it's, I think God. it is a post nut syndrome for everyone. And I, and I think that's why it's like, yeah, you really slow down. Slow is good. You know, I'll throw it out there. My first time, I didn't. I I faked it. I that I finished, and I was. I just got to get out of here. <laughs> I was in the back of my car in the hills of Duarte, and the, I was like, I never. I went from like first base. And that was as far as I ever went, and I went straight home around the bases, and it was terrifying. Yeah. And the girls like, oh, that's okay. And I was like, yeah, no, I didn't. No, I just need to get out of here. <laughs> and I drove her home, and I just drove home, and I was like, I gotta get some Wendy's, and then I'm calling it a night. Yeah. Nope. That's I'm I'm shocked. I, I it's, it's, I'm it makes me wonder. I'm like, how many guys have faked? <laughs> I don't think many, but if they're Catholic little like oh yeah boys no. and yeah. Oh, God, I have a friend who is so crippled by his Catholic upbringing. I mean, he is just like so sexually repressed. It's it's very sad. But um, yeah, I think it's important. Like, it's probably a really good thing that you didn't look at a lot of pornography or anything yeah. because I think when you know guys are young, they're they're imp- If you have that kind of imprint, you know that's often kind of the starting what you gate know. of yeah everything and you know i i always ask a guy i was like i always say like okay what who was like your first crush like what celebrity or you know because mm-hmm. i can kind of gauge you know okay yeah. what do you what are your patterns like what's the type of girl that you you know a lot a lot of people i have patterns in my dating even how you know different all of my boyfriends have been they were just so so many patterns 
It's not a predictable thing for you, right? Oh, uh, no. It... Not a lot of predictability. I would say... I think the one thing is, like, um, I, I pick people that I need to heal. That's, oh, that's my... That's every woman, though. Oh, God. <laughs> I can change him. No, no, no. I can no. take it's care not of a, him. No, 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 no. It's not a change. <laughs> it's a... Let me shine some light on some dark areas that we, that we have. I don't want to change people. Like, I really, I really don't. I just, I think I become really unsettled and I'm like, okay, I, this, I, I see that the relationship's not going to work if mm-hmm. there's compatibility issues. And then I'm like, crap. Okay, I either got to shine some light and they see it or I got to hit, pack my bags and go. Because, yeah. you know, what, what else, what other choice do I have? <laughs> Not many. No. It's just this or that, and it's one or the other. Just, yeah. I've, in relationships, I've never tried to, like, I don't know. I I look at the women I've dated, and I, there's no pattern. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. I've always tried to figure out my own pattern. but I think I, I can need figure to... it out for you. What is, <laughs> do, you, do you have an idea? No. no. I mean, I, I would have to know more, a little bit more. But I would say that I'm pretty good at making the link between... So, okay, so I'll give you a, you know, an example, you know, I know people, I know girls my age that have, they swing like, you know, a monkey branch to branch, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) they never, that sounds so bad. I'm trying to see where this goes because it's kind of weird. Well, they never, um, they never stop going from one person to the next they always as soon as they end a relationship they always have one next in line they never stay single and i've always um hated breakups because then you have to get used to being single again but then once i get used to being single again then it's really hard for me to get back into the whole you know well maybe that's just like i don't like people that much but (laughs) you know it's my personality. I have high disagreeability, okay? Um, I mean, but but okay. I but that's um so like that with women, a lot of women do that. So it's really easy to sort of see the pattern because you'll link, you'll be like, okay, that guy did that to her and she's reacting by dating that guy. So like all the guys just end up being like a chain link of reaction. So uh-huh. if you don't have any space in between relationships, probably really easy to tell if you do have space it's probably a little bit harder but i don't have space in between girls. that's kind of how i i look yeah. at it but then again you know i i'm at this point in my life where i'm really <laughs> excited and enthused i feel like it's my year i feel like i'm gonna meet my soulmate it's my prom year man it's my prom year oh, no. i'm gonna <laughs> i'm telling the universe it's prom i'm prom queen you're manifesting i'm manifesting my prom queen moment and <laughs> I want to feel that. I feel like so many people feel like that excitement and that joy of dating. And all I've ever felt is dread. So I feel yeah. like this needs to be this. I already feel better. I, and I feel lighter. 30. I wasn't dreading 30, but I was like, okay, what what does 30 bring to me? And look, it's been less than a month, but I can honestly say <laughs> it's been so much better than my 20s. So, okay. Well, hopefully it works out for you. But I'll tell you this. <laughs> Sometimes when you're you finally find that person and you're like it's like this when you're single and you're searching you walk by the house and you see the party going on mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, I wish I was in that party. But once you're in that party and you're in that party for so long, you're like, I got to get my coat. I got to get out of here. So there's moments of that where, like, you're like, what time is it? I got to get home. I think that's so, so. like, normal to be. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. I've felt that in every relationship. So maybe I'm looking for something where I don't feel that. Because mm-hmm. I, to me, that's a sign. Because I'm so detached in a lot of ways i feel like if i constantly have that thought of like okay i need to escape a little bit yeah but i would love to meet someone who like gives me enough space to where when we do come together it's like okay this is nice and i don't have to feel smothered or any anything like i'm kind of like a dude in relationships i mean (laughs) that's kind of my relationship now it's like i'm dating a cat it's like i'm here oh yeah if you need anything, don't really ask. But if you need it, sure. I'm here. Oh, my God. And I'm I like, love that. Speaking of cats, do you want that in that cat house? Hell, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I bought it for my dog, and my dog looked at it, and he's like, I want nothing to do with that. My cat would probably like it. He'd probably use it as, like, a giant scratchy. It probably won't look like a pineapple in about a week. Yeah. I was going to say, if not for you, for your dad, for the possums and the Oh, coons. my God. Oh, my God. They'd go crazy. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I've been I I've, I've had it for like 2 years and yeah, I'm like no. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> but now it's, I found a home. Yeah, so navigating cat behavior is that difficult for you or Yeah, cuz I'm allergic to cats, you know. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> Did you tell her that. You're like, "Babe, I'm allergic to cats. I can't do this." <laughs> I've I've never been a cat person. I hate cats so oh much. My I'm like, God. Uh... Like, never to the point where I would, like, harm a cat, but I'm just, like, stay away. Their claws and, like, sink in the end. I'm like, uh. I remember when, when I wanted a dog. My mom said, nope. And then we get the dog after they cave in. <laughs> and, I know, my cousin bought the dog and they said, I have the dog. Come pick it up. And then we went and got it. And my dad's like, I'm allergic to dogs. Why are we getting a dog? And then, like, a few weeks later, he's like, look what I bought the dog. And he bought him, like, a little sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It, it takes a moment to for them to get attached, and then once they're attached, you're no longer the favorite. The That's, dog, yes, the dog takes precedence. One hundred percent. I remember uh, this last year adopting my dog, and at first, my mom was like, "What the hell?" We did not discuss this. Um, and then, like a week l- later, I'm almost positive my mom was like yeah i'm gonna go take her okay i'm just gonna take her and she like went off and like did her own thing with the dog i'm like see i knew it i knew she would bond with her and now like every you know all the time she wants to hang out with her and oh it's all about the dog i'm you know chopped liver at this point you took a back seat to the (laughs) dog have you ever met someone who's put their dog in the front seat literally and made someone sit in the back uh no but Oof. I got, I was in my last relationship. Dogs did take precedent, but <laughs> different in a different way. It's really hard living with people. I'm just going to leave that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a thing with chihuahuas. We don't like each other. <laughs> I just feel like they, like, they're the, the, they're the breed that has, like, the most animosity and, like, anger for the world. Mm-hmm. And, if I get a dog, I kind of want it to just be, like, happy and kind of, like, dumb. Although my dog's not dumb, but I wish she was dumber. 
Australian shepherds, man. They're like so. They're designed to have a job. They're crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> she's so. She's like, go, 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 go. And oh my God, if I leave her alone for like one second, she goes through the trash, she eats all the cat treats in the litter box. You know, I got to watch her. She's. I, I have to outsmart her. And sometimes I just can't. I don't have. <laughs> I'll say that my my dog, his little Chihuahua, has trained my parents. Really? Yeah, he he'll know how to get treats out of them. He'll know how to get whatever oh, he man. wants. So dogs they're, smart. they're smart. Yeah. All right. You want to bring it home with one one other thing? Yeah. Sure. Russia. Oh God. <laughs> this is a topic that I don't quite. I don't feel like I'm well versed in. To be honest, I I don't know too much about I all I know is like how I feel about our current president. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> um uh, but you begin and I will listen. I, I just want to know what you know. Oh, I, I, like... I I don't know much. I just know that I think I'm so I'm very anti-war. Mm-hmm. I'm like into any I I I really hate like warmongering and yeah. and all of that. So um Best way to make so money. I'll tell you, like Bush was probably one of my least favorite presidents. <laughs> Good accent too. Remember we talked about accents. Yes, another yes, great accent. Yes. Um. So yeah, I I just um, I want to know. I know this has been like a long time coming. I know that like the last decade this mm-hmm. has been happening. Um. So I've been reading a little bit about it, and I will I will say that people are talking a lot about how um. At least Putin puts his, like, country's uh, desires and, like, their plans, Mm -hmm. at least he he puts them into action or something like, something along those lines, which I'm like, well, yeah, every communist dictator did that. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching a video where they were interviewing citizens of Russia and they said, well, what's your stance on the Ukraine? They go, well, we need to protect ourselves from Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, maybe... There's a threat to them. I don't know. I, yeah. It's it's very interesting to see the state-run media from their end, like, paint the Ukraine, mm-hmm. the just Ukraine, not the Ukraine, um, as, like, this monster. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh. But yeah, from the videos no. I've seen, like, shooting missiles at farmhouses and stuff with people still in it, it's kind of like, uh. I mean, this is literally how I feel about, like, Palestine and Israel. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's like, I don't feel well versed a enough to to even like give a solid opinion that or any sort of stance that i feel like is grounded in truth and and do i think that it's like really sad yes i think it's absolutely heartbreaking what's going on and that people will die and this will be just another another excerpt in a history book at one point instead of actually Mm. realizing that we should be past this in, in so many ways. Yeah. I think, you know, the the whole country's desires. But, the, you know, then again, like, I, I'm the type of person where I do fear kind of, like, how much Chinese control over our current government has and um, how much debt we owe China, how much... And, and that in itself, like, the fact that we've sort of aligned ourselves with a country that is still... Um, they're like a like a capitalist 
social communist socialist mix <laughs> i don't it's know a, what they are it's very strange an amalgam of everything yes um so it's just interesting i i, I worry about like what that alliance means as well and I, yeah yeah people are saying like get out of la and all i know is people are they're foreseeing gas prices going up uh food being yeah going up and being scarce and I went to the gas station this morning, mm-hmm. and usually on Friday they'll just pull up, and it was super long line at Costco. I was like, uh, <laughs> everyone's panicking, but I feel like we're at this place where all the superpowers are having like a Mexican standoff with yeah. each other, and everyone's afraid to say something. Yeah. Have you so, seen the movie Doctor Strange Love? Or how I... Have you seen that movie? A uh, long, long time ago. Yeah, no. Everyone's saying that it's like that when they're all like at the table and they're apologizing <laughs> for the giant missile and like. <laughs> Didn't it have of... like a, a second title, like How I Learned to Love the Bomb or something like that? I think so. I, Peter Sellers is one of my favorite actors, and I've been sort of obsessed with his cinematic works for a while. But um, yeah, I don't know. What do you what do you know or what are you thinking about everything? Thinking about going to stab Putin. <laughs> he, I saw my stocks like after uh, they said that Russia invaded Ukraine. I saw my stocks plummet, and I'm like, <sighs> Putin's playing with my money. He's gonna get stabbed. Oh. So if he's over here in L.A., let me know. And you know. God, <laughs> I know, and it's interesting how everything has a trickle effect, and I think that's mm-hmm. why I don't speak on a lot of these issues. Is because I I don't understand the complexities of all of the p- moving parts. Because it's not it's not just black and white anymore. No, it's, right. it really it's... isn't. And but I would honestly say, people, please be aware of like what what we are doing with China. Like, be very aware of all of this because China and Russia have only gotten closer, and they're only going to continue to get closer. And I don't know necessarily what that means. You know, look yeah. at look at what Canada's been going through. I mean, they're having huge freedoms infringed upon, and and it was. I think. I, I mean, I think they're in the clear. I'm not. I'm not even really too sure. But I know Trudeau tried to buckle down on more, you know, executive orders and stuff, mm-hmm. and people were like, "No," screaming, "No!" So hopefully, Some, sometimes doing less is doing more. So that's true. It's very true. I just don't understand. I mean, I don't understand it because I don't have a personality that seeks power and mm-hmm. control. Um, just like, eh, whatever. Live and let live. Let you know, let it go. But <clears throat> unfortunately, when anyone that desires a p- a position of presidency or any of any higher position, yeah. they're always going to be kind of a power hungry egomaniac. Yeah, pretty much. And so. When you have those kinds of people making decisions, eh, eh, it's sad because we're all going to be casualties of all of these these people, the the elites. Yeah. Who was your last favorite president in history? <laughs> in history, um, you okay? You want to know? Everyone shits on George Washington, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He when he he inherited like 110 slaves or something when he mm-hmm. had his uh, plantation. A lot of those slaves were um, were his wife's. So he had no actual um, 
say in letting those slaves go. So a lot of people like really are like, he was a, you know, but he fought very, very hard to, um, to free slaves and to actually get them integrated more into society and stuff. So, because he saw that they fought, they fought. Yeah. So they I, fought I can just for... imagine him saying, Martha, please, like you're making yeah. me look. Yeah, bad. exactly. Exactly. So I, and I also, you know, he was the first, he's kind of like the OG. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a good place to start. I think he wanted, it's like that, it's that wonderful idealism. Like mm-hmm. you see this, this beautiful plan and you write it out and you, you have this vision of like freedom and like what that actually means because yeah. that has never existed. Like we are the first country to truly experience all the freedoms. Mm-hmm. You get on your cell phone and you bitch about anything. You're free. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're not stuck in North Korea where they only see, they only get access to like two websites and both of them are like owned by Kim Jong-un. <laughs> So right, your password has to be congenital. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to like pray to him at three times a day. Like be very grateful about yeah. where, you know, the origin and where it all came from. And yes, a lot of wrongs have been done about stealing land or whatever. You know, like I get all of that. I yeah. get people's frustration and upset. But, um, you know, people were trying. There were good presidents that actually really, I mean, Abraham Lincoln's also a really great example of someone that really didn't want to see the division between blacks and whites. He just happened to be kind of put into that because of the time he was born in. Yeah. Yeah. I think when kids 100 years from now, if we're still around 100 years from now, (laughs) they're going to go, wow, those people were fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I'm always like, in life, pick your battles. Like, Mm -hmm. Do do we really want to be having discussions about like I don't know I, I people people want to have discussions about like um you know race and sex and like all of these things and like yes very important discussions yes we'll have them but like let's focus on kind of like the all encompassing picture we're all American and we're all fighting to maintain freedoms and and maintaining sort of that american dream of like being able to prosper and have a family and do what you want to do in this world and i think that should be the thing that we all focus on instead of like pointing fingers and name calling and being like you don't have because as soon as you pick a side as soon as you put yourself with any ideology you immediately lose compassion and you you lose like love for your fellow human yes <laughs> I couldn't. I agree completely, but I think with what's going on right now overseas, I think that's we. Everyone's gonna start finding a common common enemy, mm-hmm. and everyone's gonna be like USA number one again. Hmm. So we'll see. It's interesting. And then, I don't know. It, I I see Gen Z, I see Gen Z, um, and a few millennials. I see us kind of hating ourselves like oh i you know like i hate the 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 american it's like it's so toxic being american and stuff and and like i'm like what privilege you have to even think that because Mm -hmm. there's people starving in another country that would love to be an american right now they would love to have had citizenship here and to have been born here and here you are like shitting on like all these great i mean 
Did you go to Starbucks today? Did you get your car washed? Did you, you know, you have toilet paper? Like all of these things are like luxuries that people take for, for granted. Just and tweeting out "fuck America" with your six dollars. Yeah, Starbucks. exactly. <laughs> oh, screw capitalism! It's like okay, yes, I get it. There's issues. There's always going to be. You're always going to need checks and balances and yeah. anything, but <clears throat> to completely throw the baby out with the bathwater is. Uh, that's that's far too irrational for someone like me. I've always I've always kind of lived by the whole thing. If you know, if you don't criticize, you know, your culture, do you really love your mother? Right? It's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. It goes like a different ways. So, like critique, but self, also I find self deprecation very attractive <laughs> because <laughs> I I feel like it t- it takes a level of introspection. And knowing thyself to mm-hmm. to really get to that place where you're comfortable enough to be like, oh God, I oh, that lady like like live laugh love signs and like oh my God <laughs> with, so like stupid. blonde white girls obsession with like uh, home goods and mm, shit like I, I, I that's all I can do is like make fun of like what people probably think I buy you mm-hmm. know or like the stereotypical. By the way, I don't buy that, but. <laughs> Live, laugh, love signs are not my kink, but <laughs> hey, if, if that's your if that's your thing, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna judge. I've seen some at work, and I just like shake my head and I'm like. Mm. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag live, laugh, love. Hashtag home goods. <laughs> I do like home goods. I'm not. Gonna oh lie. God, it is. It's it's fun in there. Is it not fun? You're yeah. like, here's this thing that I never thought I would ever need because I've never thought of it ever but here it is right in front of me and look i have the option to buy it i, got, I have nowhere to put it but i have an option right? to buy it all these like things home goods i'm like oh it's a problem <laughs> you're gonna be like that old man with like uh, thousands of dollars of home goods furniture <laughs> they're gonna when i die and they have an estate sale like oh my god this is vintage home goods <laughs> we have a vintage home goods <laughs> I bought ten Tommy Bahama glasses at Home Goods for ten bucks. I was like, sh- oh that's no a way! Deal. And then I looked compared at normal price, fourteen dollars. Was like the savings. Wow! Right, that's solid. What is that like thirty three percent? Yeah, it's not bad. That's it's, not bad. It's good, but wow! If it was at fourteen dollars, you wouldn't find me buying it. I, like, <laughs> I have noticed that. I I don't know if it's like the age thing, but I have really like I will not buy anything full price. In fact. I was at Nordstrom the other day, and I looked at these two pairs of jean shorts, and I'm like, tried both of them on. I liked one more than the other. Mm-hmm. And the lady's like, oh, you know, those are on sale. And then she, you know, rings me up, and she's like, oh, I guess they're not on sale. And I'm like, well, they're comparable to those. And so, like, I I was like, well, I'm not buying them unless they're on sale. And so she gave me the discount. And I was like, I was like, younger me would be really embarrassed. <laughs> But older me is like, hell yes. I got a discount. Are you familiar with Nordstrom's Rack? I love the Rack. Do you I have app. the app? Yes. Oh, they I have some good deals. Really I, good deals. I bought some Calvin Klein's on there. Oh, it's a game My over. whole thing is like comfort. I just bought these like really nice running shoes. And I've been, you know, I'm like, oh, these, these make my feet feel like they're bouncing on clouds. Who am I? I used to wear like four inch heels. (laughs) Welcome to 30. Yep. It's 
such a better decade. I'm so sorry to anyone who's still in their 20s. It is such a better decade. It's already like four million times better. I uh, I agree. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I've done a lot of different things in my 30s. Like, I don't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a sober, oh, you know, I need to. It's just, I, it doesn't interest me anymore. Yeah, I get it. I don't, I don't drink often. Um, And I really don't like engaging in that unless I'm in a social setting because like uh, drinking alone is kind of depressing <laughs> yeah like I, I i wouldn't oppose to like getting a beer with a burger at mm-hmm. a nice restaurant but i'm just not going out of the way i no, i i get you it's interesting like you're not the first person who's told me that a lot of guys kind of get to their 30s and they're like burn out or something you know and also um beer and other alcohols it's like really hard on your stomach and like Okay, heads up for you, like, 21-year-olds. Um, your digestion is not going to be the same. That's Once a, you hit 30, thing. your digestion's going to be a little rough. So <laughs> I suggest you just strap in and start with the, <laughs> with the, I, I used the to kombucha. Eat... And the <laughs> oh, that's nasty. I started taking probiotics. Oh, my God. I love probiotics. <laughs> I just had, a, like, a healthy shake with, like, flaxseed fiber and like all that like buckle in guys you're in for a wild ride when you hit your 30s that was the hardest part because i used to love eating like whole wheat bread and now i notice my stomach kind of hurts i can't eat sourdough very often and it breaks my heart sourdough with avocado oh a little bit of oil i'm such a californian it's disgusting everyone in texas made fun of me for that actually they're like oh i bet you like avocado toast i'm like yeah fuck yeah i do i i have um, i have impeccable taste okay (laughs) i don't know about your trash taste but avocado toast is the best thing ever there's an avocado orchard up here and they sell it for like six dollars a pound no way it's really good why have i never known about this you gotta come this way to see the sign and then you go up the canyon uh-huh and it's right there but i need to go up to the canyon because i want to they you know burrow canyon you go shooting yes. yeah i want to i want to go shooting <laughs> I've, I've never shot a gun so oh more of a up close and personal kind of i could teach you if you ever want to yeah. learn let's do it yeah let's do it yeah i've got um some nice i'll do <laughs> i don't, i have revolvers i don't have anything that's like younger than 40 years old <laughs> That works. Is that, I feel like that'd be safer. Yeah, definitely. But. And you learn how to just kind of hold it. And that's that's part of the whole thing is mm-hmm. learning. The safety. It's more safety. Safety. Safety is number one. If, yeah. No, let, don't. We don't pull an Alec Baldwin here, okay? Oh. We don't. <laughs> um. he, that, that whole story absolutely infuriated me because I'm like, what is the number one rule? It when you when handling a gun, the you number one rule. Don't ever point it at Always assume that it's loaded. That's the number one thing. And so by that, don't ever point it at anyone. <laughs> that whole thing's a whole. I don't know. I feel bad for Alec Baldwin because that wasn't his intention to kill anybody. But at the same time, it's like there's a lot of things that went wrong. I maybe feel one percent bad for him, like barely one percent. Well, didn't actually. he also beat up hookers? Him and his brothers. Oh, I thought that was Charlie Sheen. Oh, no, maybe it was him. The weirdest thing about this whole, like, Alec Baldwin saga, pretty much of, like, the last, what, seven years, is 
he's married to this lady that lied about being from Italy or <laughs> Spain or something. Hilaria? Yeah, and she has like a fake accent and everything. Like, well, like okay, Hollywood has like made you a little woo. <laughs> Uh, and he and he just goes with it. He's like, yeah, my wife. She's like, from what is it, Italy or Spain? Spain. Spain. She's like, she's from Spain. Catalonia. She's like, you know, got this like Spanish zing, this Spanish flair, whatever. I'm watching like old interviews of him talking about her, and I'm like, she was born in Boston. <laughs> I just oh. wasn't she. Was it yeah, Boston? That's born in Boston. Uh, yeah, yeah, Boston. <laughs> I would like to see her go from the Spanish accent to to Boston back and forth. What do they call that? Like um, s- switch talk or talk? Double, double talk? Double talk or some? Yeah, I don't remember. Double speak or something like that. But which is like, okay, it's like highly offensive if you don't do if you're not from there. It's really yeah. yeah. I have you ever seen The Departed? Uh uh-uh. uh There's a scene where um. They're interviewing Leonardo DiCaprio for a police job, mm-hmm. and they found out that his dad worked at the airport in, in Southie, and his mom lived in the north. And so they said he was kind of like some lace curtain Irish guy with double accents, right? And he'd say, you switch your accents with each parent. And I was like, I kind of do that, too. When I'm around certain groups of people, mm-hmm. my accent will flip-flop. Yeah. I'm like, huh. That was always weird. Yeah. So maybe maybe she, she didn't she grow up in Spain, too? <laughs> She was born in Boston, grew up in Spain. She didn't grow up there at all. She okay. went to her whole formal education was here in the States. She vacationed there because her parents eventually like bought property there oh, or something. No, nah, she doesn't get a but, pass. No, you don't. get a, That's like saying like, oh, I'm like, I've got a hint of Mexican. Therefore, I can like, you know, because I eat tacos and I grew up in L.A. And like all my friends are Mexican. So like, ooh yeah, I mean, like that. That would be, and if I had like that little, you know, like, cute little accent. Like, I, let me get some hot chiros. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like my Spanish is like, uh, I'm gring, gringa, gringo, uh, and I need tacos, pollo y asada. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a question. What's the day before tomorrow, but after yesterday? How would you say that word? What? The the day that comes after to, uh, yesterday and comes before tomorrow. There's that day. How do you say that day? How would you pronounce it? Unless you, let me write it out. I'm just trying not to say the word so you don't copy how I say it. Oh, um, yeah, write it. <laughs> oh, that's my uh, my queen's crown from England. Oh, I love that. Me and Lizzie were talking. I mean, is Lizzie even still alive? It's yeah, a mystery. And then her like reptile eye flipped <laughs> open, and I was like, "Damn, that's cool." <laughs> I want yeah. a picture that's not from two thousand three. <laughs> <laughs> How would you pronounce that word? Don't don't try to overthink it. Just say it. Like the the in English or Spanish? No, in English. Today. Ah, you do have the Chicano accent. There's a, something called a Chicano American accent. Is right? it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And most people, even who aren't Hispanic but grew up in LA their whole lives, will say today as today. Oh. As and that's just common for everybody in LA, except for certain ethnic groups that came from the South. 
Well, I feel honored. I so mean, there you go. I mean, well, I mean, it's I, that's the thing. It's like I would never culturally appropriate appropriate, but I I can't lie. Like I grew uh, up with all Mexicans. Hey, you and you and Hillary Baldwin are gonna hang out now <laughs> oh, and talk no. about you know. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I, I learned Spanish at such a young age. I I don't know much of it because I don't speak it anymore. <laughs> Did you have a, a Hispanic nanny? No, I um. My preschool was actually like uh, um, Spanish immersion. Like oh. they they would only really talk to us mostly in Spanish, with a little bit of English so thrown in. You were so when I was little, I spoke Spanish not well, but you know because I didn't have I didn't have parents that spoke Spanish, so I didn't I wasn't able to. I'd be ama- I'm decent at l- foreign language, but I would have been amazing if my parents had just gotten off their asses and learned picked up a spanish book and talked to me in spanish but no i i kid my mom can't <laughs> she she's not good with language and my dad he's um he jokes with the guys at work and that's about it you know just knows he were well i mean we, i actually worked with him we, we both worked in manufacturing and it was just like oh hispanic it's cool yeah. it's so cool to like like they, I remember I learned like all these bad words from my yeah, coworker but... Miguel. He was like, "Oh yeah, say this." <laughs> Do you have a favorite curse word in, uh, in Spanish? Um, I have like a favorite like saying. What is it? <laughs> no mames way. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you could use that in a lot of different ways. Are you familiar how to say fart in Spanish? Ah, uh, I don't think so. It's it's pedo. Just, just, I don't know if you can say it, but that word you can use it in every kind of situation. Like you say "soy pedo," "I'm pedo," it's like I'm drunk. Or no way. You say "get us pedo," you want to fart, and like you want to fight. Or "get pedo," like what's up or what's I've going on. I noticed that that it's used a lot. I never knew what that was. Yeah. So that's you, interesting. You just say "what fart?" What's the fart? And it's like. <laughs> now is that the, i mean this is all slang this is yeah. all like very it's interesting to me the different dialects because like okay brazil their portuguese is mm-hmm. like completely different than portugal por- yeah. portuguese um like the the two are just so off the charts different that yeah. i don't think either one would really kind of understand each other so mm. i maybe like you could i mean i'm sure you could fake your way through spain right yeah, yeah. I've, I've kind of I've studied all like the yeah. the national and I've had friends from different countries like Argentina and stuff. Yeah. In Spain, they have a saying, oh, uh, he shits the milk. <laughs> like he shits in the milk and um, it means like he's so cool. But you yeah. say that in Mexico and they go, why did he shit in the milk? Like, that's <laughs> not okay. But that's cool. Yeah. So, hey, so congratulations. You have a Chicano American accent. Thank you. But, Thank you. I feel so honored. Yeah, there you go. I'm so blessed. But um, it's interesting, American English and its dialects. Because you go to different parts of the Like, the South has its own little crazy thing. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make people say that word now. <laughs> if they so say curious. If they say today, they say it kind of like um, more like an East Coasty, Northeast mm-hmm. thing. But I noticed today. that. Like, if you say today, it does sound, it has a, yeah, East Coast then, feel to it. Uh, the South has more of a ta-day, ta. They enunciate like the ta-ta. 
Yeah. I, lo- I love Southern accents. That's... I watched a, a three-hour documentary on American accents. Really? If you want me to send it to you. Please do. <laughs> no, I find it fascinating. I, I would say, like, one of my favorite accents is, at, like, in Arkansas. I, it's so hillbilly sounding, but it's, like, to me, it's beautiful. <laughs> so you're a big uh, Bill Clinton. You, you oh, no, him... I can't stand him. But... <laughs> No, I can't stand him at all. But no, um, it's so like quaint. Mm-hmm. There's there's this quaintness and this like really awesome homey feel when you talk to someone that has that kind of yeah. accent. It's how I felt when I, you know, when I first visited Texas before I moved there. Um, when you talk to someone older from there, they all had were grew up in small towns, like mm-hmm. all of them. Like all of these people were kind of secluded in you know outside of like waco or dallas or all of that and they all had like anyone over i would say like i 45 Mm -hmm. before like the big city thing happened they all have this really really endearing like hint of twang to their (laughs) to their voices it's so cute and i think it happens to everybody um like I guess what they call it now is American broadcast, mm-hmm. and most Gen Zers speak in this American broadcast accent. Mm-hmm. But you go to Buffalo, they sound Canadian, like <laughs> super Canadian. But all the younger generations of Buffalo have this kind of like normal mm-hmm. American accent now. Yeah. yeah. Um. The only accent I would say I'm really not a huge fan of is Philly. <laughs> what's the word they always use a little bit or like bostonian my mom always used to make fun and be like park the car in harvard yard that stupid commercial you saw it i i had i had a friend they they moved over to monrovia from boston and we were getting ice cream once and their mom says you want some jimmies on your ice cream i was like jim jimmies means something else over here like it's kind of random like that's okay. so sad. And there were sprinkles. They yeah. Call them sprinkles. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, I, I have a neighbor. She she's from Michigan. She calls soda pop. Uh, and that was really weird to me talking to her. I'm like, pop? What, what's pop? pop? Like Britney Spears pop? Or we... Michigan's also a weird place. Where? Michigan. Oh, like, Michigan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole like Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan thing is yeah. just uh... I don't know. I like I it's interesting because I feel like there's, this is going to be like so, sounds so bad and people are going to be like, what the hell? But <laughs> I love it because this is who I am at heart. I'm 50, bo- I'm 50% bougie and 50% white trash. Okay. And I, ha- I love all the different white trash that comes out of this country. I absolutely love it. I am pro white trash like, of every regional, white, regional trash? white trash. I'm here for it. I love the accent. I love the fact that like. They're usually the people that are kind of the most inclusive. They hang mm-hmm. out with, like, the majority of, like, any other ethnicity. Um, they're just kind of, like, a blue-collar, like, hard-working thing that I really love. And I and I think that, you know, only in America. Like, right. we're, just, <laughs> we're, we're the lucky ones. We get all that. It's cool. And, and if you kind of are in that, then I don't know. I, I want to be a part of a world where, like, we don't feel bad for what we are. We just yeah. kind of accept it, and that's... Find the little idiosyncratic things about everything. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, 
I gotta be really bad. No, it's okay. You want to wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you have a song that you want to tell everyone about? Oh, let's see. It's gonna be depressing, but I really like Just, it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna choose. Well, it's not that depressing. Demi Moore by Phoebe Bridgers. I've never heard it. Yeah, it's it's good. She's good. She's got a good voice. Okay. Yeah. And we'll leave with that. Okay. Where's it? I gotta be. I gotta be. Thank you for listening to the Desperate Pleasures podcast. Please rate, share, and subscribe on whichever platform you listen to and share with a friend. The Desperate Pleasures podcast is recorded in Los Angeles County, California, with the help of our marketing coordinator, writer, and co-host, John Marquez. Editing, writing, and artwork is done by Daniel Garcia, and that's me, and this is all my fault.